When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. And protecting America. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning. Thank you again to Josh Scramlin for taking care of business for us last week. Well, I got a chance to head back to the farm for a couple details. I'll tell you what, last week is going to look wonderful compared to some of the cloudy, cooler weather we've got coming our way this week. By the way, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. We're quickly rolling our way through the month of September, October, just around the corner. In fact, this is the week that normally we'd be getting geared up and talking about World Dairy Expo. Well, obviously the show is not happening this year, but we know how important World Dairy Expo is for a lot of folks in Wisconsin. It's not just about the cattle. It's not just about the trade show. It is about the camaraderie. It is about the reunion that happens every year. After 5.30, we kick off our World Dairy Expo review feature with Scott Bentley. He is the general manager of World Dairy Expo. So how are they doing today? What does it feel like without World Dairy Expo happening? And what about 2021? Scott Bentley kicks off our World Dairy Expo review series, brought to you courtesy of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and World Dairy Expo after 5.30. Today... Any rain that's still out there should end by about mid-morning, early afternoon. 58 are expected high. Stu Muck's got our ag weather coming up. How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Scott Schultz joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. A history of success means proven performance. But let's call performance what it is. Profitability. And boosting yours, no matter what the season brings, is the goal of DeKalb brand corn. Backed by exclusive genetics, whole farm solutions, and unmatched dealer support. Let nothing shake your perseverance. Ask your dealer how DeKalb brand corn can help you realize a future of performance. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. We've been talking a lot lately about different field days that are hosted by different groups across the state. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We've had uh, Peninsula Pride Farms doing uh, different field meetings with officials to talk about manure management and water quality. LASA, the Lafayette uh, Ag Stewardship Alliance, doing the same thing. And just recently, SWIG, the southern Wisconsin uh, Investigators of groundwater quality have also released some surveys on what's happening with uh, private wells. We are focused in on it, regardless of COVID, regardless of whether it's the year of water. Bob, uh, there are a lot of different elements at play here when it comes to monitoring water quality across the state and agriculture's role in keeping it clean. Absolutely. Agriculture has a big role in keeping it clean. And one of the organizations that is statewide, not regional, the Discovery Farms Program. Bob Osol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And one of their ongoing missions is water quality and how to make it better. Amber Raditz is the co-director of the Discovery Farm Programs. And uh, she had a chance to visit with our Scott Schultz recently about some of the water quality tests and surveys they are doing around Wisconsin and how our water is doing across the state. 
Well, Scott, we, like you said, we've been working with farmers in Wisconsin for uh, the better part of 20 years. And um, what's really gratifying about being able to include farmers in the water quality discussion is that um, things get adopted and adapted onto farms much more quickly when farmers have some input into how the research is done and how the practices are developed. And what we're seeing is that farmers are really interested in the ways to make conservation work and to protect water quality in their communities. So um, some of the things that we've got going on, one of the big things that we work a lot with is the farmer-led watershed groups in Wisconsin. Um, Mm -hmm. We kind of help to get them up off the ground and going, and we've uh, interfaced with several different ones in different ways over the years. That's a program that's been going for about five years now that allows farmers to have um, to form a group to focus in on conservation and water quality issues in their local area and um, shameless plug on Tuesday the Buffalo Trempolo group is going to have a field day where they're going to show different methods of cover crop establishment with some different tools you can kick tires and um, do that whole thing. But so the cool thing about Discovery Farms, I think, is that it's really helped farmers be able to talk the water quality talk. Um, and that okay. that's something that they're not water quality professionals. Um, they've got plenty of other jobs to do, but we hope that we've created a program that does work, does water quality work on their farms to allow them to be able to have uh, a stake in the discussion and build awareness that way. So some of the project places that we're working in right now where we have installed monitoring equipment on farms, it stays there for five to seven years with those farmers. We're working in Langlade County with uh, some potato potato and vegetable growers there. Um, right. Kiwani County, we're looking at um, some different cover crop and manure application systems. And we're also in Juneau County looking at cover crop and kind of a community manure application system there. Um, And then we also have a couple of stations in Rock County where we're looking at, um, again, cover crops and grain systems um, and a beef operation. So we're kind of make sure to try to be spread out around the state to get a look at the different landscapes and farming systems that are out there. When you say that, that that's what struck me right off when you said those mentioned those locations. One size certainly doesn't fit all in in everything from soil, uh, the type of soil, and uh, landscape itself, the topography. You can't do a one size fits all in Wisconsin. Right. That's right. Exactly. Yep. We can't we can't just prescribe one thing that's going to work perfectly. And the key thing about having farmers involved from the get-go is that they'll take a concept and make it work by adapting it to what their local systems are. And that's that's how innovation takes place. The other thing that's been changing is these different weather events that we've been having. You know, I think farmers are really looking for a way to try to handle um, more effectively the different weather situations that they're seeing. How do I – the question we get asked is, how do I make my farm – more resilient in the face of different weather extremes. Okay. You mentioned mm-hmm. farmers running with concepts. Before that, you mentioned cover crops, and that certainly mm-hmm. is a, a concept that's getting to be more farmer-driven uh, for soil health and water quality and everything involved. 
again, it's something old, but it's new that's really being driven by farmers. Yeah, it's it's really an interesting um interesting thing that that farmers are working on at the moment. And so, I mean, from our water quality data, what we've seen is that the most important times for runoff in Wisconsin are um the March the months between March and June, right? That's when we see the most runoff, like 80% of the total runoff in a year or sometimes up to 100%, honestly, happens in that time period. And then the um, big majority of sediment loss happens in that April, May, and June time period. So for us, what we're seeing with cover crops is an opportunity to provide cover on the soil during those times when runoff is more likely, during those times when sediment loss is more likely, um, and to be able to give farmers the opportunity to have something green and growing on that soil for more of the year will just help us um, to do this water quality protection thing that we're working towards. The other thing that has really been interesting and is totally farmer driven is the investigation of soil health that goes along with using different covers and diversifying that crop rotation. Farmers are really, I mean, the university, I work for the university. I, I think that we really help to aid in farmers application of practices. But to be honest with you, the ones that are really figuring out the health thing and how this works on the ground are the farmers. And right. we're here to assist. We're here to help you evaluate. But um, farmers are the ones that are seeing the benefits. And, and they're going to see it because some farms have been doing no-till practices for 20 years. And then all of a sudden we add in covers or we add in a diverse crop rotation and then they really start to see things happen. So that's been really fun to watch that uh, discovery of the soil health parts of cover crops, not just the water quality piece. Always great visiting with you. Thanks for taking your time this morning, Amber. Yes, thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. That's Amber Raddatz, co-director of the Discovery Farm based in Pigeon Falls in west central Wisconsin. On the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Scott Schultz. Should you be wearing shorts or industrial-grade insulated pants? Around these parts, it's tough to tell, but not for ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Weather is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Need to schedule plumbing, HVAC, or electrical service, but are too busy to call during the day? The Dave Jones team makes scheduling convenient. Just text them and get connected directly to their service team. Send them a text at the same number you'd call, and Dave Jones will promptly get you on the schedule. After all, Dave Jones is your trusted service partner. Dave Jones. DaveJonesInc.com. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. 
Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. You don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer. As we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. I'm Jordana Brewster. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. I'm Matt Damon. And cancer has in some way touched all of us. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Yeah, all right. Uh, so here we are as we get started on a Monday morning. And I got to, you know, if you hear a, a big grin on my face, it's only because the Packers managed to pull it out last night uh, down in New Orleans. That's got to be kind of a monkey off uh, Aaron Rodgers' back. He was so concerned about how poorly he performed in previous games there. So now... Pack 3-0, and uh, not uh, many in that rarefied air, but I do see the Bears managed to do that. I got to toss that in, you know, you got to be real about things. Speaking of being real about things, I'm real surprised this morning at the forecast that we're looking at, and kind of, so far it's manageable out there, Stumach, but uh, later this week, I don't know, maybe, maybe we are going to see that first uh, freeze. It wouldn't be a big surprise. Normally this week would be World Dairy Expo, and the two seem to almost coincide every year. Yeah, they, they absolutely do, Pam. Believe it or not, uh, the holdout being Madison, of everybody we're told, well, Madison and Beaver Dam, our normal first fall frost in that part of Wisconsin is October 4th through 10th. Well, let's see, Saturday will be October 4th. We're not too far away from what's reality, let's put it that way. And not cool yet here to start the week. Yes, cooler than normal, but not cool enough to worry about any of that big change. There will be a lot cooler air settling in as we head on toward the day Friday. There's a weak cool front dropping southeast right through the state this morning. Oh, extending from about Green Bay, northeast Wisconsin, down toward the south-central part of the state. It'll march further east today. There are a few scattered showers in Milwaukee and along the lakeshore and far, far east eastern Wisconsin, a little narrow band of rain, just about Mauston and a little bit south, right up into central parts of Wisconsin, a little sprinkly shower or two, not to be undone yet today, certainly into the afternoon as things try to warm up just a little bit. But then that cool front clears on out, and in its wake, our temperatures, like today, stay cooler than normal. We dry it out, stay cooler than normal Tuesday. That's all well and good. Another cool front quickly swings in onto the northwest. So even by later Wednesday or Wednesday night into early Thursday, there'll be another possibility for a few scattered showers. Forecast maps just not making this look like a big deal. A tenth of an inch or so. That's our chance yet late today. Maybe a total tenth of an inch. Could be another tenth about midweek. And the temperatures cooled on behind that secondary front. That's when we really drop down. And in fact, we may be talking about upper 40s or only about 50 for a high by Friday. Far northern Wisconsin. 
could see a snowflake at the end of the week. I'm talking way far northern Wisconsin, up toward the UP border. Shouldn't be a problem for the rest of us, but it will be on the cool side. Should mention a couple of rainfall amounts I've seen this morning. 2900s at Fond du Lac and in my place at the airport as well. Uh, four tenths, my buddy John over in Osceola. So a little rainfall yesterday afternoon over here in the east that actually measured up. I'll have forecast details right after this. A history of success means proven performance. But let's call performance what it is. Profitability. And boosting yours, no matter what the season brings, is the goal of DeKalb Brand Corn. Backed by exclusive genetics, whole farm solutions, and unmatched dealer support. Let nothing shake your perseverance. Ask your dealer how DeKalb Brand Corn can help you realize a future of performance. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Coming up on 522. All right, Stu, uh, paint us a picture for today. It doesn't so. So what I'm hearing you say is the temperatures are definitely going to be changing compared to last week. But that rain possibility, is that going to keep us out of the fields this week? I wouldn't think so. You know, most of us had that tenth of an inch or so over the weekend. Could be another tenth of an inch late today or this evening, and then again maybe late Wednesday, Wednesday night. That shouldn't be enough to slow us down for more than the time it's falling, I would expect. But all in all, still not too bad for early autumn weather. Today we do stay mostly cloudy. And a very scattered shower or an isolated thunderstorm could pop up in western and central Wisconsin this morning. Afternoon elsewhere. Now I expect today's temps in the upper 50s. Maybe a 60 at La Crosse to be a warm spot. Northwest winds good 5 to 15. A small chance of an evening shower or storm. As we dry up overnight, we stay mostly cloudy, fall back down to about 42 with the west winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny Tuesday, staying cool in the upper 50s, again around 60 at La Crosse, the west winds at 5 to 15. Wednesday, mostly sunny. Hey, that's a great start. A rain chance building in by later afternoon. Low 60s for most of us. A little turnaround. West winds 5 to 15, though, gusting to 25. Like I say, Pam, Friday, upper 40s, about 50 degrees for a high, and way off in the far north, there could be a snowflake. Well, like we said, it's getting to be that time of the year. Colors really started popping over the weekend. Did you notice that? I noticed that. I saw a satellite image from a weather service on Friday that showed the colors in northern Wisconsin. Wow. And so how far, what do you think, it's capped out already up by Ashland Superior in that? I, by according to that satellite picture, it certainly would have been. It looked almost orange just looking at it. So, <laughs> all right, good deal. Thanks, man. Cool. Yeah, you well, betcha. Why now? See ya, Stumach, ag meteorologist, with your weather details. So, fall colors. If you're looking for them, you better get at them because this weather could definitely take them off the trees pretty quick. Oh, Claire, you're starting off with cloudy skies. Fifty-two on the thermometer feels like fifty degrees. The rest of us are pretty much in the same boat. Lacrosse, you're starting off this morning with cloudy skies. Fifty-five. Mauston, cloudy and fifty-two. Fond du Lac, partly cloudy and fifty-four. Beaver Dam's got clouds and fifty-two. At the airport in Madison, fifty degrees under cloudy skies. 
Normally, this is the week we'd be getting geared up for World Dairy Expo. Well, the show's been canceled this year in light of COVID, but we know how an important part of our dairy history World Dairy Expo is. It's not just cattle. It's not just the trade show. It's also the people. It's the reunion factor. It's what's going on uh, outside of the show ring. And we are focused in on that all week long. You can find more at World Dairy Expo Review on MidwestFarmReport.com. Today, our special guest, General Manager Scott Bentley, giving us an update after 5.30. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Dependable, hardworking, an essential part of our everyday life. Farmers, we appreciate you now more than ever. And you deserve an off-road vehicle that's built extra tough to take you way beyond the daily grind. You deserve the Can-Am Defender. The Can-Am Defender is the most capable side-by-side yet. And farmers receive a three-year warranty on all-new 2021 Defender models at Mad City Power Sports. Stop in for a no-contact test drive or visit madcitypowersports.com. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Here's a pop quiz for corn growers. Of the top three seed corn brands in the Central Corn Belt, only one is 100% focused on seed corn. U.S. Farm Family owned and got there without the help of a parent company. Any guesses? That's right. Wiffles Hybrids. Officially making them the grown-up in the field. Wiffles Hybrids. One thing done right. As a business owner, you rely on a lot of people to keep things up and running. Hey, you're not the only one who'd like to kick your IT provider to the curb. Compel Consulting has become the most trusted source of computer services, pain-free. Compel works to eliminate the hassles and headaches that technology can bring, helping business owners increase productivity and make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott, proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online. Or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're EverReady. Student away from home? You could get a significant auto insurance discount from Prairie Land Insurance. 
When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best is the very least we can do. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Carrier has a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management and remote access options, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier energy efficient systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to your Carrier expert. Call your Carrier factory authorized dealer, RA Heating and Air Conditioning in Evansville. Before we get to the uh, Saints matchup, anything we need to cover about last week's game in particular? Yeah, uh, I literally just got a question on Twitter. I literally just got – I'm not kidding, Gavin. <laughs> I just got it. Uh, a comment, a question on Twitch from the user Nelson, And Nelson says, hey, can you ask Gavin about Rashawn Gary's dominance? <laughs> you know that old saying about the blind squirrel, Lebo? Yeah. Or, yeah. the, or the broke clock. Every <laughs> once in a while, he finds that nut. <laughs> you gotta. I will admit, though, Rashawn Gary's looked pretty decent these first two games. Pretty good. He did. He look. He looks a little better. And Gavin, um, you got you got guys waiting to come at you on Twitter that are like <laughs> like sitting on I tweets was dying, that, are, laughing, that are like a year and those. a half old. Those Gary truthers, man, they just been hiding in the closet for a while, and they just waiting for that one game. Funny, I didn't hear anything about him week one when he had one tackle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but week two, they're they're coming out in groves, man. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I I hope it's sustained because that would be a big boost, yeah, it'd be awesome uh, to the defense. And and he does he does look better. His hand is he's still not great with his hands, but he he's got some explosiveness. So I I hope it it sticks. But we'll see. I'm you know well, that's one the thing, Gavin. That, that's the stuff that all the people that have been kind of more anti Gary, no one's questioned his abilities and his raw speed and power. It's always been his technique and his drive. Right. Yep. I, I need to see it for a full year. Well, I have, a, I'll be I have a question for both of you guys because I want I want Rashawn Gary to succeed. I was just unhappy with them taking him at twelve. Like like I, taking him at twelve is not was not ideal, right? So exactly. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't you be wouldn't be mad at Brian Gutekunst instead of Rashawn Gary? Yeah. No. I, it, it's Goody, and and it's the same thing with Jordan Love, right? I mean, 
in time, I want him to be a, a great NFL quarterback. Yeah, it's just at the but time, the, it's but like the pick is just scratches you know, your head. total crap in the pants. <laughs> I don't get it. I think I also feel some of the the fuel for anger has to be because there were some people that just they're like absolutely in love with Gary and was like, what What did you look at to make you feel that way? Well, and Gilbert Brown, like the Gilbert Brown challenged Nelson to a fight over it too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I would pay to see. Hey, we know um, where he is but, now in lacrosse. We found his bar, so we, we we can go storm the doors and be like, "Hey, we're here for the, we're here to fight you." I'm done, I'm done with that. Hey, you know what they say? A fan is short for fanatic, yeah. right? And especially guys that played like Gilbert. I mean, they're no matter what, they're always going to back the team. That's fine. You know, I, I try to look at it, you know, without the green colored glasses on and try to be subjective but like i said i, I hope uh, i hope he does turn it on in well, year two gavin what do you uh I mean, you can wear the green colored glasses now or you can take them off i don't care which way but what do you think is going to happen sunday night against the saints well it's interesting Ebo, that your boy uh was saying that they think michael thomas is going to play yeah i don't I, think I he is on the other side yeah so i'll say this if he doesn't play um camara lined up about 20 percent last week in the slot which i know part of that was like late game because they were behind but they're going to use him a lot as a receiver. Breeze just doesn't throw the ball down the field. And I think if Kamara's lined up in the slot, I take Jair Alexander and I shadow him wherever oh, he goes. We're well, graded um, out as the best, uh, in, the best in the league week, too. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 he's, and he's perfect for, for covering a guy like Kamara who's all about shiftiness and quick speed. Mm-hmm. Um, Jair's that guy. Um, the other guy I could see causing problems is Jared Cook. He didn't do a lot last week, but... You know, I still don't trust the middle of that Packers defense. Hey, Cook still found um, the end zone. I was watching that because Al yeah. Gingold scored oh. and then Cook scored. And this week is definitely going to test the new Packer linebackers and their their nickels and everything like that just because it is Elvin Kamara, it is Jared Cook, and we're going to see if these guys can actually play or well, not. Well, Gavin, on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, uh, what's the biggest question, tight end? Well, I, I don't know if it's a question, Ebo, because they stink, and I think we know they stink. Uh, Tanyan's fine, um, but you know, I said the biggest question right now, of course, is Devontae going to play? Um, I think if he, he, do- does, he does. If he does, then I feel a lot better about this offense. Um, if he doesn't, I like what they're doing with Aaron Jones, getting him in the passing game. Yeah, I think that's phenomenal. where you can exploit New Orleans, um, get him on those linebackers. Um, that defense, though, is pretty good, guys. They're at home. I think they're going to be fired up after losing that game on Monday night. It is nice to get them on the short week. Um, I do wonder, though, you know, if, if New Orleans can just pound the ball with Murray and, and Kamara and try to play keep away with Rodgers, which teams haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think the game is going to come down to which team can get a lead and kind of establish the, the tempo that they want to play. But um, I don't know. I, it's going to be close, guys. I don't feel super great about it, but I score. do think it's going to come down to the end. I'm going to go New Orleans. Uh, Gav. 27, Packers 24. It's a little lower scoring than you might think. I think New Orleans is going to run the ball. Doesn't hey. mean I'm not rooting for my Packers. Oh, yeah. Man, I, but. No, I know. I know. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 535 now on a Monday morning. Any rain that remains around our listening area should be gone about late morning to early afternoon. That's the good news. We are going to stay cool this week. Today, Probably around 58, tomorrow 58, Wednesday 61, 
Thursday, we dropped down to 53 degrees. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Stand by. World Beef Expo happened over the weekend at State Fair Park in West Dallas. And despite COVID-19, the numbers as far as exhibitors and the state's representative uh, were very, very robust. Josh Scramlin got a chance to be there, and he files an update with us on that before we hit 6 o'clock. You know, this is the week that we were supposed to be going to World Beef. Dairy Expo. Today would have been move-in for a lot of the commercial exhibitors. Tomorrow, we would have started with cattle in the show ring. Well, it's not happening at all this year. But thanks to Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and World Dairy Expo itself, we didn't want to go past this week without reminding people how important that show is. It's not just about world-class cattle. It's not just about a fantastic trade show. It's also about the camaraderie and the reunion experience you get at World Dairy Expo. Scott Bentley is General Manager of World Dairy Expo, and I got a chance to visit with him and talk a little bit about what it's been like in the office since they decided they had to cancel the show earlier this year. Well, as an organization, we're in strong financial shape, and we uh, uh, give credit to our forefathers for putting us in this position, and certainly uh, our attenders, attendees and commercial and, and dairy cattle exhibitors that have contributed to a balance sheet that will allow us to survive this year and look forward positively to next year. You know, that being said, and I'm happy to hear that, it's still it's a terrible void. How have you managed to keep morale up around the office? Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's not about us as employees. It's about all of the stakeholders and attendees of World Dairy Expo. But it's been a challenge, quite frankly, through the summer. And I think for all of us uh, that have been impacted in any way, shape, or form over the last six months, uh, you have to find the bright spots and the positives. And for us as a team, uh, we, uh, we've... Uh, dove into our strategic plan, we're looking forward to 2021, and we're trying to uh, to be involved emotionally in the areas that we can impact and control, as we know there's plenty that we can't. And let's talk a little bit more about that. I said to Scott, one of the themes that I really want to make sure everybody's noticing about this is, yes, World Dairy Expo is world-class cattle, fantastic agribusiness interaction, but it's also a reunion. It really is a sense of camaraderie that we can't replicate any other time of the year. Yeah, I, I strongly agree with that, Pam. In fact, our leadership has, has uh, been very uh, united and unanimous that World Dairy Expo is an experience that must be uh, had and held in person, and it's not something that can be replicated in a virtual space. And so for us, when we think forward to the future of World Dairy Expo, we think of the people and boots on the ground and the emotions that come with 60,000 people together for five days. Can you think of any highlights in your career, Scott, that have happened at World Dairy Expo with that, you know, people get, in, they get proposed to, uh, you know, they've, they've got anniversaries. There's, there's little things that happen that if you're not paying attention or if you're not in the know, you miss. Well, some of those stories you don't hear until after the fact. I've got a few of my own, which I'm not going to share with your listeners. <laughs> but I think anyone who has ever stepped foot on the grounds of the Alliance Energy Center on World Dairy Expo has that special memory, that favorite moment that they will never forget. And that's the magic of World Dairy Expo. You know, and, and we have to remember, we catch a lot of attention from a, a very diverse crowd, a very diverse audience. Uh, everything from uh, little pea pods that are coming out uh, uh, for the tour of the barns, 
right on through to dignitaries and uh, elected officials. Well, certainly. You were talking about a large public gathering that has immense ramifications across the dairy and ag spectrum. And so whether it's political figures or fourth graders out for school tours, a very diverse cultural and social experience for sure. Now, I want to make sure we reiterate the economic impact that this show has. I was kind of teasing on the air about uh, you won't miss the school buses trying to get into the Alliant Energy Center. You won't miss uh, the traffic backup on the Beltline. But you will miss that show economically, Dane County and state of Wisconsin. Yeah, we feel so bad for our partners, whether it's the hoteliers or the restaurants or all of the many facets and phases of the expo experience. The economic impact, direct spend in the greater Madison area is over $25 million per year. And along with all of the other events that aren't happening this year, that will certainly be missed in the Madison and Wisconsin community. And that's the other thing. Again, unless you've gone to World Dairy Expo and uh, watched it grow, it can impact farm families. It's not just about your social calendar coming to the show. It may be about international guests or visitors that come out to the farm. You know, what What I have heard since I've been with World Dairy Expo is the number of people who have a World Dairy Expo experience without ever setting foot on the grounds. They're hosting tours, they're conducting business and commerce, perhaps from several states away from individuals who will be attending World Dairy Expo, but the dairy producer themselves benefit positively without actually stepping foot on the grounds. And explain how they might benefit, Scott, uh, because again, people don't understand. It's those traveling groups from countries far and wide. We have almost 100 countries that are represented at Expo each year. It's the buying groups. It's the trade missions. It's the relationships that have been built up over the last 50 years where uh, farmer groups, traveling groups are coming and flying into the Midwest or traveling into the Midwest, and they're picking out routes that serve their purposes personally as well as financially. And, it, you know, it used to be a lot about genetics. It used to be about being able to see a cow line or something like that. And now it may be the techno- the sheer technology the farm's using. I think it's absolutely the technology. It's those SOPs and practices or just labor uh, uh, management that yep. they're learning uh, from the high-intensity dairies we have in the upper Midwest that they can ba- take back to their operations wherever they're located. Scott Bentley's along with us for General Manager World Dairy Expo. So now that's all, we'll put that, shall we say, on the table. That's 2020. Now, get me excited about 2021. And uh, again, from the day that one show ends to the very next day, your staff is focused on the future. Tell me about 2021. We're actually uh, absolutely looking forward, Pam. Uh, We're carrying over our theme of instrumental to the industry. Uh, for the 2021 World Dairy Expo and plans are underway currently. We're scrubbing our strategic plan. We are making investments in the show itself and the infrastructure of the show for our exhibitors to ensure that they experience something new, different, and better when they come on grounds in 2021. Now, I've got to ask you because it's the elephant in the room. Okay, so let's say that we still get to 2021 and we're still unresolved completely on public health Is that part of your uh, strategic plan? We have every reason to be fully optimistic, but we need to have an eye on that, as does anyone who's in the event management business. Right. Any concerns about uh, being able to attract those internationals back again, or has it all been uh, such a whirlwind for the world that they'll be clamoring to try to come back? I think we're going to see two dynamics in place. I think domestically, uh, we would hope we'll have really strong participation 
uh, next year. I think internationally we have to be realistic that countries will be slow to come back online, whether it's uh, personal restrictions or uh, flight and health restrictions. And so we want to be uh, creative and flexible in building an international platform that will appeal to our international participants, whether they attend in person or virtually. Now, we've been sending people to the World Dairy Expo homepage to try to follow up on some of these details, including purple cow merchandise. You know, one question I forgot to ask you before is the center ring. Boy, we're not going to find out how we're decorating for 2021. Is that something that's still in the works, too? It's still in the works, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I couldn't share that with you if I knew. Uh, those plans will come together sometime in the future. But you know, there's a void in all of our lives, uh, whatever our touch point has been with World Dairy Expo. Uh, and we just look forward to bringing that back for everyone's benefit next year. Scott Bentley is the general manager of World Dairy Expo. Again, we're absent the physical show this year. The good news is they're on sound financial ground to weather this year's cancellation and looking forward and making plans for a great face-to-face event in 2021. This World Dairy Expo review brought to you by World Dairy Expo, as well as Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. We've got plenty of guests that we'll be presenting to you this week as we kind of keep the spirit alive for the granddaddy of the dairy shows. You can re-listen to all of our conversations online, MidwestFarmReport.com. Markets and overnight activity on a Monday morning are a little softer. December corn's down almost two cents right now at three sixty-three. November soybeans are down almost two cents, ten dollars even. The wheat for July down a penny and a quarter right now at five fifty-four a bushel. Barrel cheese on Friday gained two and three quarter cents to a dollar sixty-six. Forty-pound block cheese was up a penny and a half at two fifty-five and a half. Double A butter finished unchanged at a dollar fifty and a quarter per pound. The October milk is is currently four cents higher at eighteen ninety two a hundred weight. November milk settled forty four cents higher on Friday at eighteen fifty three a hundred weight. Coming up next, World Beef Expo happened uh, over the weekend at State Fair Park in West Allis, and there was a lot of enthusiasm for that face to face show. Josh Scramlin was there and joins us next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Here's a pop quiz for corn growers. Of the top three seed corn brands in the Central Corn Belt, only one is 100% focused on seed corn. U.S. farm family owned and got there without the help of a parent company. Any guesses? That's right. Wiffles Hybrids. Officially making them the grown-up in the field. Wiffles Hybrids. One thing done right. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. This year, we've made over $53 million in paycheck protection loans. This kept more than 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses. We're committed to helping business build a better future. To learn more, go to SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, lenders you know. Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender. In Windsor and Madison. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. 
bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. He can smell fried cheese curds from 15 miles away. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. This past weekend, one of the few major events to take place in person happened at the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds in West Dallas. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. And World Beef Expo took place September 24th through the 27th. And by all accounts, things went pretty smooth. I was out there on Friday night for Supreme Champion Drive, and before the show, I caught up with World Beef Expo President Jim Wren, and I asked him just how great it felt to have World Beef Expo happening despite everything else that is happening in the world. It's awesome. Um, It's great to see everybody here. We have a lot of different states here, and probably the biggest compliment we've gotten as board members is we're so glad you had the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm sure you've been hearing from a lot of folks saying this is the first time we've loaded up the trailer the whole year. Yeah, first time they've loaded up or, you know, it's the second show or whatever. This is our favorite show. We're always glad to come here. Um, It's been outstanding to see everybody happy and and having a great time showing cattle. Yeah. So you were talking about different states. So if I remember correctly, I think last year you had 18 different states. Did it go up? Did it go down? Right now we're at 25 different states. So... Um, I think with a number of other shows canceling in in 2021 already, um, they were excited to come to World Beef Expo. Yeah, yeah. Because let's backtrack a little bit. I mean, this was no easy feat. You look around; you guys do make it look seamless. But you went through a lot to make this happen. Yes. Um, obviously, as anything, you know, you have to worry: is is something going to change through the state? Is there going to be more uh, restrictions or anything like that? And it was a lot of work, and we have a great team, a great bunch of board members that made it all work, and it's it's no small feat, but we're glad to be having World Beef Expo. Yeah, and what, what was the most difficult part? Because I'm just curious, because so many people just didn't have the event, but you went through with it, but from an organization standpoint and the way the world is, what, what were some of the obstacles that you did have to go through? Probably one of the biggest things was liability. And how are we going to make sure that everybody's safe on the grounds and able to still show cattle um, and, and make this work? We, we were, obviously, we are concerned about our exhibitors and want everybody to be safe while they're here. So to try and logistically figure out how can we place stalling, how can we put them in the barn, how can we you know, give them six feet, you know, that we still have a, a state mandate that we have to follow. So we wanted to be safe. We, and it was no easy feat to try and figure out, okay, do we limit the number of cattle? Um, and with sponsorship and, and trying to figure all that out, we're just glad we got it done and had a great show. That's that's interesting. So did you think about limiting the number of cattle and then it, that obviously wasn't the route to go? Well, we did think about limiting, be, limiting because we thought, well, if we're the only one that has a show, we might have to limit it. So we did have a magic number that if it got above, that we were going to have to limit. What you was know? the number? Um, it was at 1,500, okay. where we had to say, all right, do we add more? 
because then it goes into more buildings on the ground, mm-hmm. more money, because as you know, fixed costs never change. Mm-hmm. So there's still rent, there's still mulch, um, all those costs are still the same whether we have the show or not. So we would lose money if we didn't have the show, and we would lose money um, if we over-budgeted and didn't have it. So it was a tight-knit trying to figure out budgets and make everything work to put the show on. Uh, Jim Wren, president of World Beef Expo, chatting with me right there. Uh, so like Jim said, there are exhibitors from 25 states here at Beef Expo on the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. So last year there was 18. This year they actually picked up seven more states. And I was walking around the barns and trying to figure out, okay, who exactly can I talk to from a different state? And coincidentally, I ran into uh, some folks that I grew up with. The McKay family of Holly, Michigan, my hometown. Uh, Didn't even know that they were going to be here. Uh, So I'm standing here with Gordy McKay. You guys brought out some cattle and did pretty well, it looks it, uh, just judging by the banners. But Gordy, at what point did you guys decide, okay, we are still coming to World Beef Expo this year? When we left here last year, uh, we had such a good time. The facilities are outstanding. The people that put on the show do a great job. Uh, just, just was a really, really fun time for the family last year, and we did well. Uh, we had a heifer down here last year that won uh, reserve champion key, so uh, we brought her back again this year. But when we left the parking lot, we were pretty excited about coming back for next year. And then, like I say, having that heifer, and then she had a calf. We brought her back this year, and uh, we ended up winning cow-calf pair, and we get to be under the lights tonight for final drive. It's pretty exciting. Nice. It probably feels good to actually be in an actual livestock show. Well, the environment, it's just fun to be with people that do what we do every day. And we've been doing this every day from the day, you know, the, the pandemic hit. Our lives really haven't changed. We're, we're making food and, and growing our products and growing food and doing what we do every day. Yeah. And obviously they had to make a few changes here and there. But for the most part, would you say this, the uh, World Beef Expo has gone smoothly? Yeah, the only difference this year is um, a lot of your uh, vendors are outside or they're in um, open-air buildings, where last year they were in one confined building. The only thing we've missed is the meals that were put on by the, um, well, the uh, the Cattlemen's Association put on a dinner for us, for all the exhibitors. And then there was another organization, I don't remember who it was, but they put on a dinner. So for two nights, we had dinners that were supplied, you know, for all the exhibitors, where this year we've all had to kind of fend for ourselves and then going back to something we were talking about earlier i'm assuming that this is probably one of the first shows of this well now it's technically fall but this is probably one of the first shows of the entire year for you yeah it's the one to get you getting ready for um you know going into the fall to bring all your new babies out we brought a new uh, homegrown bull in for the show this year and ended up winning his breed so that's another animal we get to go into the ring for and uh get, get to go under the lights for a supreme champion bull which is exciting being a homegrown so, yeah, that's the first time he's been out and on the farm, and we're hoping we'll be able to exhibit him more. You know, maybe Louisville. I think Denver's been shut down this year. Yeah, I don't know on that one. Yeah, I know I think, Louisville's happening. Yeah, Louisville right now, they're planning on doing Louisville. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. So right now we're kind of planning on going down there, but we haven't made a decision yet as a family. Gordy, good luck to you. All right, thanks, man. That's Gordy McKay of McKay Farms in Holly, Michigan. That is southeastern Michigan, about an hour north of Detroit. They made the six-and-a-half-hour, seven-hour drive out here to Wisconsin for World Beef Expo. As you heard Gordy say, it was one of the only times they knew that they were going to be able to load up the trailer and show their cattle.